It is such a privilege to be with you here on Aboriginal Sunday with my good friends, Safina and Bianca, talking to you about a theme that I think is just so crucial for the year ahead of us. So we'll be reflecting on the importance of listening to voices from the, par from the past. Um, in a year where I think we're going to need that wisdom and clarity that comes from that reflection to help us and guide us because there is so much at stake for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander justice. The referendum, many of you would have heard, for a First Nations uh, voice to parliament enshrined in our constitution has been called and is expected to happen in the second half of this year. It's going to be a pivotal moment in Australia's history. And it's also going to ensure, at the very least, for the next however many months, eight, nine, ten months, till it happens, we will be talking about, as a nation, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander justice continually. For followers of Christ, like you and I, it is going to be crucial that we know how to contribute and respond and we have clarity and wisdom about how we go about doing that. So listening to those voices that have paved the way will aid us greatly as we seek to ground ourselves and know where we're going. And it's also just good biblical wisdom to do that. The Bible often calls God's followers to remember. Indeed, the word remember is mentioned throughout the scriptures more than 240 times, often as a call to heed the wisdom and stories of our forebears, but also to learn and reflect on their experiences, to gain deeper wisdom and to remember God's faithfulness, God's guidance and God's character. As we come into Aboriginal Sunday, Safina, can you please tell us about the history of the day? Sure. Well, today is Aboriginal Sunday. Um, today we want to take an opportunity to do just that. Aboriginal Sunday is a gift back to Yorta Yorta man and pastor, advocate, campaign hero, William Cooper. As a devout Christian and Aboriginal leader, he wrote a letter to the churches in 1938. That was 150 years after the first arrival of the first fleet. And in that, he called upon Christians to set aside the Sunday before January 26 as Aborigines Day. And now we refer to it as Aboriginal Sunday today. So the day it was for prayer and reflection for Aboriginal people, and it was also an, an acknowledgement um, and a protest about what was lost by the arrivals of the Europeans. But it's a day that has helped to spur the church to be agents of reconciliation and justice. And this is what William Cooper dedicated his life to. William Cooper, he reminded Australians not to just think about the injustices that were being faced by Aboriginal people, but he also, he also pointed out how different things could have been. And so as we approach January 26 in a few days, his words are worth listening to, and I've got a really good quote. In an interview that he did in 1937 to the Herald, he stated, There is no excuse for the murders which were committed upon us. There is no excuse for taking a man's life without cause. Yet, if these white people had been different, how different already might have been our story. 
this quote, it reminds me that if white settlers had come with a posture of friendship and respect rather than one of power and dominance, our nation today would be a very, very different place. Um, there's another awesome quote, if you don't mind, I'm going to share this one. This is 1938 when Cooper wrote to the Prime Minister of Australia, appealing him from a position, a position of their shared faith, calling for justice and fairness. And this is what he wrote. Are you prepared to admit that since the creator said in his word that all men are of one blood, we are humans with feelings like yourselves in the eyes of the almighty God, that we have our joys and our sorrows, our likes and our dislikes, that we can feel pain, degradation and humiliation just as you do. Will you do your bit to see great injustices at least mollified by agitating for us to get a fair deal before it is too late. I love that quote. Mm. But there's more to the story, so I might hand over to Bianca. Can you continue the story and help it connect to us, sis? Yeah, thank you, Safina. So today, um, 85 years later, uh, William Cooper's challenge to the Prime Minister should ring out for all of us as believers and to all Australians that we are of one blood, all image bearers of God. There is no pathway for us to ignore, justify or minimise the persecution and the injustices committed upon Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Our only response, as Cooper reminds us, is to now do our bit to see these injustices addressed and pursue fairness. And all of us have that responsibility to take up his call, not only William Cooper's call, um, but the call of so many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Christian leaders of the past and also of the present. Um, and we're very grateful for Auntie Jean Phillips, senior Aboriginal Christian leader, who has prompted this um, push for us to, yeah, look back to listen to the Aboriginal Christian leaders of the past, to learn their names um, and to learn their stories. And so, yeah, we're grateful for Annie Jean. Um, and another one of these Aboriginal Christian leaders of the past, uh, William Cooper's grandnephew was Pastor Sir Doug Nichols. Um, Sir Doug Nichols was one of those who took up that baton from William Cooper. He was a fellow Yorta Yorta man, a pastor and an advocate, a professional athlete and Australia's first, to date, only black governor as governor of South Australia. Um, throughout his life, Sir Doug Nichols was highly decorated, receiving an OBE, an MBE and a knighthood. He used his platform as athlete, pastor and a prominent Australian to call for reconciliation and for the rights of Indigenous peoples to be upheld. In a protest on January 26 commemorations, Sir Doug reminds Australians, and I quote, that Aboriginal people are a skeleton in the cupboard of Australia's national life. And preaching to the church, he eludicated why Christians should speak up for Indigenous justice by saying, 
Firstly, we belong to a great family of God, and he had made out of one blood all nations of men. Secondly, we're part of the great British Commonwealth of Nations. And thirdly, we want to walk with you. We don't wish to walk alone. Pastor Sir Doug Nichols echoes William Cooper's message of being part of one family and paints a vision of us walking together towards a better, brighter future. Mm. It's a message that he carried into his advocacy for Australia's most successful referendum in 1967. There's more we can do to achieve harmony. There's more we can do to walk alongside our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander brothers and sisters. So what can we do as Christians to walk alongside? I think there's a lot. Um, today on Aboriginal Sunday, we want to focus on the importance of listening and remembering. And this, this is a tradition, as we talked about, that is steeped in the Bible, um, that call for the followers of God to listen and remember. And I want to focus on just very briefly on this crucial moment in Israel's history where they were asked to do just that. It comes to us from Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 7. Um, I'm just going to look at one very short verse that is part of a much bigger passage. The verse goes like this, and you can look it up yourselves if you've got your Bibles in front of you or with you. Deuteronomy chapter 2, 30, uh, 32, verse 7. Remember the days of the old. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you, your elders and they will tell you. This verse is part of what we now call the Song of Moses. And it comes to Israel right on the cusp of them entering the promised land, stepping into one of God's great promises for them. But Moses pauses to teach the Israelites a song. And in the lyrics of this song, he is imploring them, calling them not to forget their past and all that God has done for them. He is telling them to learn from the experiences of their ancestors and those that has come before, to keep this song and their story alive by asking their elders and their fathers to continually repeat it to them, lest they forget and find, them turn, find themselves turning away from the goodness that God intends. He is worried, deeply worried, that if they don't listen to the voices from their past, they don't remember, they will turn away, they'll fail to navigate to the direction that God is intending for them. There's a caution for us here too. We too often let our inattentiveness to the past betray us, we too often fail to listen to or learn from the mistakes that we've made and heed the wisdom of our elders. And thus we fail to progress in the direction they were pointing us. Or we fail to examine our past actions and our history honestly and wholeheartedly. And in doing so, we fail to shape a better tomorrow. On this Aboriginal Sunday... Let us listen to our elders and hear deeply these voices from the past. Let us learn and fully engage with the truth of our history as a nation. And in doing so, take steps towards the reconciliation that elders like William Cooper and Sir Doug Nichols call the nation to, a nation where all people and all creation can flourish. 
To get there, we'll need all of us working hand in hand. As Sir Doug Nichols was fond of saying, you can play a tune on black keys, you can play a tune on white keys, but both are needed for perfect harmony. Mm. So Cooper and Nichols practiced what they preached. They advocated for justice for those in need. Um, and Cooper famously led the world's first protest march against the Nazis here in Australia. Cooper also founded and Nichols joined the Australian Aborigines League, the first all Aboriginal advocacy organization. And together they advocated for greater land rights, a voice in the political system and more support for Aboriginal peoples, as well as calling um, the 26th of January that national day of mourning um, back in 1938. Mm -hmm. After Cooper passed, Nichols carried the positive vision of a reconciled Australia into his advocacy for the 1967 referendum. His voice was instrumental in seeing it become the most successful referendum ever. It was a moment Australians can be proud of. They removed the negative discrimination in its constitution towards Aboriginal peoples and ensured that Aboriginal people were counted in its population in the census. Now we have an opportunity to continue their legacy this year, 2023, we're at another historical juncture and the impending referendum gives us a chance to progress the rights of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. I'll pass it on to my sister. Um, I wanted to read a section from the Uluru Statement from the Heart um, and perhaps as I read it, you can listen deeply to the cry and the feeling, the emotion and the need. It is more of an invitation than anything else. I'll just read it. You take it in. With substantive constitutional change and structural reform, we believe our ancient sovereignty can shine, shine through as a fuller expression of Australia's nationhood. Proportionately, we are the most incarcerated people on the planet. We are not innately criminal people. Our children are aliened from their families at unprecedented rates. This cannot be because we have no love for them. And our youth, languish in detention, in obscene numbers. They should be our hope for the future. These dimensions of our crisis tell plainly the structural nature of our problem. This is the torment of our powerlessness. We seek constitutional reforms to empower our people and take a rightful place in our own country. When we have power over our destiny, our children will flourish. They will walk in two worlds and their culture will be a gift to their country. We call for the establishment of a First Nations voice enshrined in the Constitution. Makarata 
is the culmination of our agenda, the coming together after a struggle. It captures our aspirations for a fair and truthful relationship with the people of Australia and for a better future for our children based on justice and self-determination. Mm. Love it. Words always hit me deeply. Um, I think right now we have the opportunity to step in and accept that invitation. This year, we can take big steps to continue to push towards reconciliation and flourishing. One of the clearest steps we can take, as called for by the Uluru Statement that we just heard there, is to enshrine a First Nations voice in the Constitution. If we do this, like the 1967 referendum, it will be another moment of celebration and progress for our nation. A moment where we can come together and show that we are listening to the hearts of our First Nations peoples and their forebears, where we can carry on the legacy of the like of William Cooper and Sir Douglas Nichols. If we fail, though, we won't get another opportunity like this within our generation. It will set our effort back for decades and we cannot afford to miss it. Mm. So we should do this together. Um, as we also continue to push for truth-telling treaties and justice. Um, as Aboriginal people, we know that uh, unless, you know, we want justice at the forefront, you know, our kids in prisons, um, such a horrific reality, health outcomes, life expectancy, um, yeah, all these things, poverty, um, that just play in the lives, everyday lives of our people. Um, and that need for truth-telling as well, so important. Uh, as I quoted Pastor Sir Doug Nichols earlier about the, the skeletons in Australia's closet. And so we need to, yeah, uncover these skeletons. We need to, um, yeah, bring that light um, so that we can truly heal um, and treaty and treaties that Aboriginal peoples have been calling for for decades. Um, yeah, and I guess... As the statement reminds us, um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples are incarcerated um, at higher rates than any other people group on the planet. And in Australia, we aren't just locking up adults, we're locking up children as young as 10, the vast majority of them being First Nations. There is a simple and powerful reform that could help change this, a reform called for by the United Nations by Aboriginal communities across Australia and by the government's own inquiry into our criminal justice system, that we should increase the age of criminal responsibility from 10 to at least 14. Rather than locking up children, we should be providing them love and support. So as the Uluru Statement reminds us, they can be the hope for our future. Mm. So Common Grace, we're asking you all to pledge to join us, pledge to join us in listening to the heart and pursuing voice and justice in 2023. Thank you. <laughs>